Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. I've spoke about it for weeks and weeks and weeks <laughs> and weeks. But we finally have the advertisement lady on the show to run down her top five. How are you doing? We're anticipating this one. Come on. We've got to keep them in suspense, haven't we? Well, ever since it was announced, we've had emails, we've had tweets saying when is that one going to happen when is that one going to happen i'm like it's not my fault it's her fault you know but um we've got it no this is exciting yeah it's an honor to be here right now i'm very excited well we we really appreciate your time as well and we thanks for this so what we're doing here is an episode of my gaming and for listeners who are unaware what that is is we have a guest on the show and they run down their top five games of all time episode one is in the link to this description, which is Alex. Episode two is in the link to this description, which is Asim. I know, I only realized earlier, I actually haven't even done my own. Um, but yeah, we're here now. Episode three, we have Demi. Doom, doom, doom. So we're going to start from number five. We're going to work our way down. So we'll go with number five first. What is your fifth best game of all time? Okay, so coming in at number five, we have Outlast. oh interesting i love this one so much because i literally this was probably like listen anyone who knows me knows that i am a horror thriller crime scene investigation whore so (laughs) this was literally the introduction to all of this and you know something that made me fall in love with horror in general because it was so I think for its time as well I mean when did this come out 2013 2014 20 yeah 2013 at my age especially at that time it was very controversial as well and I think it was a great introduction to all Mm. of these horror movies to come as well um and I remember literally seeing everybody playing it. PewDiePie was on it. Markiplier was on it. I did have a little go on my brother's Xbox back in 2014 mm-hmm. myself. Um, but yeah, it was just so different for its time. And that is what I really loved, especially through the perspective of a night vision camera, which was mm-hmm. just so original and gritty and brutal as well. Mm. Without a doubt, I've played the game as well, and I'm sure many of the listeners have as well. I think I played it when it came to PlayStation 4. And what I really liked about it was, like what you said there, it was it was horror, but it wasn't deliberate horror. It was the camera and the setting, you know, the asylum that made it horror. And it was your imagination. Because I remember, like, oh, my God, I need to have batteries. I need to have batteries. I don't want my light mm, to run out Oh, my, my God, the batteries! <laughs> This is the thing, like you have such a clear objective and Mm. it seems very simple. Like you just need to get what you need and get out, but you're thrown into this awful surrounding and you just need to get out. And it's like the pressure, the pressure is on. You have all of these things around you trying to get (laughs) at you. And yeah, it was just so amazing. I was so emotionally invested in this one. Yeah, and I think I think the thing that freaked me out most about the game um, was what you just said there. When you have the camera and you go into a room, 
and there can be patients there who are mm. either catatonic and not just paying attention don't even know you're there or yeah. they come at you out of the blue and you're just like what and yeah. then you're running you know it's just and then when you get those big bosses and they're just walking around and you're like oh no <laughs> it was a freaky game it didn't help that I played that game in the dark when it when these sort of games come out and I feel scared I always just like right I can only play at night time I can only play it in the dark I need to freak myself out and um it's not great uh so did you play oh, well. the um the follow-up like the expansion or the second game or anything like that whistleblower was great as well because it was that in that environment um the second one outlast 2 i can appreciate the law behind it i know that there are a lot of theories and a lot of backstory behind this mm. it wasn't my favorite outlast 2 was not my favorite simply because i think the first one was just so different and amazing in itself i mm. think that the grit of it was what helped like kept me going the second one was fine but i i wasn't as invested as the first but uh, whistleblower was great and i love the theories that people come up surrounding the backstory of this as well yeah definitely i mean i was so excited for outlast 2 i love the advertising you know the upside down cross we know what that means you know it symbolizes the devil and it was on fire and I was like, oh, they're going there. Cult setting, religious themes. It's going to be amazing. And then you see the footage and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it didn't feel scary, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I mean, they they, they tried all the trope settings, you know, cornfields, abandoned barns and all that stuff. But it just didn't have that alarming emergency-like feeling of panic. You've seen it before, mm. I think. Definitely. So but... Number five, great choice, Outlast. You know, it's good to have independent games in there as well. And uh, I think listeners are gauging like, oh my God, she, you know, she's like horror and she's like murder mystery and all this stuff. It's great. Trust me, she does. <laughs> Let's move on. Number four, what is number four? Number four, we have Heavy Rain. Hey! Oh my goodness. Listen, I... This this comes up a lot with my top five as well. I think you will all agree later on, but I love a story. You tell me a story about someone that dies, I'm hooked. And it was just, you know what I mean? It Jason, was just... Jason, Jason. <laughs> and again, a bit like um, Outlast as well. I remember this game being talked about so, so much and the hype was real. Mm. Mm -hmm. um everyone was so excited about it i actually played it on ps3 back in 2013 a long time ago it doesn't seem mm -hmm. that long ago like it's crazy i remember when the ps3 came out it uh this came out when this the new slim model had just come out and i was in game at that time and we got heavy rain and we couldn't keep it in stock it just kept selling out every time it came in so sony couldn't make enough of it Wow. Because digital sales wasn't really a thing then in buying like a digital version of the game. So people were still buying the disc. We were on the precipice of going digital, but it just wasn't there, especially with the infrastructure of PS3. So everyone just coming in, heavy rain, heavy rain, heavy rain. We were selling the second hand version, what they call pre-owned, more than the brand new version because the anticipation and the, the eagerness for that game was so high. I just remember it, man. It was like a cult following to that game. It was huge. Yeah, it Definitely. is crazy. And there was, uh, back in that time as well, there was such a trend for, you know, these multiple choice 
games and following through with the protagonist through their journey and everything like it was huge back then which I understand the trend of that um but yeah man like just the plot of it all the origami killer there was a lot at risk and Mm. I think that's what I I also loved about that that epic fight scene at the end it was literally like I was watching like a a super super long episode of you know CSI or something like it was great I loved it. <laughs> it was it was funny because I played the, the the company that made the game. So I played their first game on PlayStation 2. It was called Fahrenheit. So obviously when this was coming, I was like anticipating it. I thought if it plays the same, I'm going to enjoy the game. But man, I wasn't expecting this. I was properly invested in this game. And I'm not going to lie. My first playthrough, I got the worst ending for every character and the killer got away. Oh, no. <laughs> and it makes you want to go back. It makes you want to go oh, back yeah. and do it all again because you're that mm. invested, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the police officer returned to his addiction. Um, the other brother passed. The the mom or the prostitute drowned. The girl yes. got, the girl got uh, <laughs> she couldn't get rid of her paranoia and um oh my god and i just had the worst i was like i just depressed myself i need to play this game again and try things differently so literally but, right but I, what i really loved about it is just everybody was talking about what happened to them in the game and things like that and that was really cool to be a part of to like see what people were saying in regards to oh i got this ending or this happened or that happened which was um really really cool okay heavy rain what a game Amazing, great choice. Outlast and Heavy Rain, you know. I see a theme coming on here. Oh, there uh, is a theme. <laughs> <laughs> going to the top three. What is number three on your list? Oh my goodness. I get so excited about this one. Until dawn. Oh my god. I know. <laughs> what a game and again it is this multiple choice thing I just must have a thing about controlling people I think because I don't know this again I'm just it's a game where you're so emotionally invested in these characters and the development that they go through and being able to choose their fate but seeing that beforehand as well is what made this one so different Mm. um because it sounds weird right but when you're watching a horror film and you're like a person goes into a room and you're like why are you going there you're going to get killed you can stop this from happening you Mm. have the power to do this and it's just however though the choices in in this sometimes can get kind of twisted though you kind of feel like oh am I making the right decision in this or Mm. is this going to be okay um to be honest I didn't actually get into this game at first because I thought it was just going to be a typical you know going into a cabin you know a few friends and a killer in their miss you know it was something that I've seen before it wasn't until I literally um heard about it again and I was like okay let me try this again oh my goodness that supernatural element really added a whole new layer to it. I was like, oh my goodness, how have I missed this before? Um, it was amazing. And mm. I fell in love with that extra element so much. I'm so glad that they went with 
that more supernatural route rather than the typical cliche. And of course, that was more, um, it was more purposeful of them to do that. I could see why they did that now. Mm. Yeah, I remember playing this game. I was just, I used to doubt myself every time the butterfly effect would happen on the screen. I was like, oh, wait, did I make the right choice? Like, you know, you'd pause, you'd be like, um, what choice am I making here? And you'd always want to keep everyone alive. Did you keep listen- everyone alive in the end? No, I <gasps> lost. Who did I lose? Um, no. The guy with the glasses. Oh, my he- God. No and way. And he, he got killed right near the end. As they're running to that final cabin, yeah. he got killed. I was like, you're telling me I was one scene, one scene away. Um, and the Asian girl got killed as well. Um, you know what? I, that's understandable, though. Because yeah, but I, I wanted like to kill her. A very, I know, yeah, she wasn't, uh, but she was kind of like a very easy character to kill in that one, I think. <laughs> it was a great game and it had really what what it did really well for itself and what I really liked was it knew what it was it was a slasher slash supernatural story so it just put loads of cheap scare mm. tactics in there you know that the, the cliche scares that you get in movies they just put it all throughout this game and you would jump playing it and it was funny you know and having um just so many different characters to work through and play through and it was just like yeah man they need to do a follow-up and at that time I thought Supermassive Games who made this game they out Quantic Dreamed Quantic Dream who made Heavy Rain in that because Heavy Rain had come out and Beyond and everything had come out but this game felt like oh they've one-upped you they've one-upped your own style how are you going to react to that you know and um, obviously they did with with the game Detroit but yeah no what a game until dawn I'm just thinking about it now and I want to play it again. <laughs> the second one that the creators came... What was the what was the name of that one? The second one that they came out with. It was on a boat. Oh, Man of Medan. So that's part of like a bigger... It's, imagine it like a box set. It's called the Dark Pictures Anthology and there's going to be like eight games in it. Mm-hmm. So the first one was Man of Medan, which is terrible. Like yeah. just because it doesn't work properly. So it's like... Yeah. It's all over the place. Then the second one came out, which is, it's called A Little Hope. That's much better. And that's about a group on a school bus who get stranded in a town and something's not right. And it's linking to witchcraft in the Salem days. And it's really good. It's really scary. Well, it's not scary, but it's really, really good, you know. Um, And then there's obviously the third one out. And then the fourth one has just been announced, The Devil in Me. So there's smaller versions of Until Dawn, whereas Until Dawn was like a, you know, like a 12 hour game. These smaller ones, these dark pictures are like four or five hours long. So um, I think you'd probably like a little hope then, you know, witchcraft, yes. Salem, you know. Uh, so you'll definitely have to uh, give that one a go. And listeners, again, if you haven't played Until Dawn, I keep telling you this on the latest PS5 show, play it. It is available in your extra and in your premium tier. It's also available probably for you for free because you downloaded it in your PlayStation Plus game. Okay, the moment of truth, the top two. Oh, my goodness. What is your number two game? This one isn't really, it's not really a horror for me, but it's just so beautiful. And again, the story, 
the plot, the characters I am in love with beyond two souls. Yeah, we definitely have a theme going on here. You like to choose the story, don't oh, you? <laughs> honestly, what a game. What a beautiful, beautiful game. Again, there was so much buzz around this. I remember everybody wanted to play this everywhere. I can I can remember actually just watching PewDiePie's. I swear I watched his whole gameplay twice over. Um because I just love it. And these multiple choice things, it's something that, again, I'm going to say this again, it's something that I want to go back to over and over again because I am so invested in this. Mm. Um, I was following this game from announcement um, to launch and played in 2003. Again, so so long away. Like, mm. it's Definitely. so crazy. Well, I think after Heavy Rain, I remember I was actually... No, 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 I wasn't at that one. I was at the one after. I was, I was, I remember when they announced the game at Gamescom in Germany and everyone was just hyped because obviously mm -hmm. they were coming off heavy rain. And um, when they announced Ellen Page back then, obviously it's Elliot now, but when it was Ellen Page, when they announced her, everyone just went mad. They were absolutely going crazy for it. So, yeah, it was, I remember it was a great well. game. Yeah, incredible. I so heartbreaking, right? So what was it about Beyond that puts it above Heavy Rain for you? Because they're very similar, same developer and everything. And you mentioned that Heavy Rain, all its tropes and styles and genres that it takes from are what you look for anyway. But Beyond didn't have those, but it's above Heavy Rain for you. You have this supernatural element and then you have this this huge twist at the end where she finds out that this weird glowy blue thing that like we thought was going to be a psychic was her twin brother. I may have cried. I mm. may have cried in one of the endings where she ends up in a little cabin next to the lake. And then she sees like this message on the Ooh, mirror. What saying, ending did you get? Oh, is that the ending you got? Is that the ending? Yeah, yeah, that was a nice ending, but still really sad. And I was just like, Oh my goodness. Can you remember can you remember what ending you got with that one? I played it twice. So I did my first ending, I went back to the Apache um land and went with the guy. Um I thought that was just really cool how she like was with the family and stuff and helped them out through their issues. And then the second time she was at the cabin, but she was with the the other lady. Yeah. Yes. So um I had those two endings on my two playthroughs. But I love the game. It was beautiful. It was stunning. Same thing. I mean, I wish when I look back on it, I I wasn't a fan of the time hopping with the ages. Really? Yeah, I, yeah, I felt like it was a bit spotted and all over the place. I was just like too much back and forth, back and forth. You just need to focus on telling the story and not trying to be more than what you are which is what the director i felt was doing because that's him he's over extravagant right and mm -hmm. he thinks he's a movie director and he went a bit too far and i know a lot of people said that but then a lot of people also loved it you know so i think the most important thing is people played the experience they loved it you obviously did it's your number two in your yes, list i'm one of those people that were into it but okay that's fine nah, nah, we agree nah, to that's, disagree, right nah, that's it uh okay <laughs> Drum roll. We have, let's uh, recap. Number five, Outlast. Number four, Heavy Rain. Number three, Until Dawn. Number two, Beyond Two Souls. A very, very Sony-like list coming on there, All right? right? <laughs> number one, what is your number one game of all time? 
This may have been hinted in the 100th episode that we did. If you guys haven't seen that, please go ahead and listen to that. But my favorite of all time is The Last of Us Part yes. One. Oh, ah. <laughs> okay. But I listen, either part is a winner, nonetheless, you know. So, yeah, as long as the last, it is a very Sony list, then, you know, in it a household is. that is Xbox orientated, <laughs> you know. Um, what game? So, why The Last of Us? Again, the relationships. And I think that, you know what? This is the thing, right? I think of these games as like long, long films, right? And when I think of like zombie apocalypse, you think of, oh, it's always just going to be the same thing. It's quite generic. I don't know why, but this one felt so real to me. I know that's really crazy, but you felt in it and you were so again you were so invested in that and that world and it going through it it literally felt like you know we could be in an apocalypse one day and then we could be like Joel and Ellie just like going through everything together you know um but yeah the 2014 remastered version stunning the graphics were beautiful as well I mean it's just so crazy to think what they can do um but yeah just the plot as well stunning um and so many ways that you can end up I think um the dread of going into a room with one of those horrible beings around clickers. you clickers yeah. the pressure yeah horrendous right and you've never really seen that before and that was such a I mean I still see things like that being cosplayed to this day like it's had a massive impact on everybody um and yeah it's just one of those where you just want to keep going back and revisiting because it's kind of nostalgic in a way to me mm, I remember because obviously Naughty Dog were making the Uncharted games and everyone was really excited about that, you know, adventure, Indiana Jones, then the Last of Us trailers came and you're like, okay, all right. I was not prepared for the opening 15 minutes of that game at all. <laughs> I literally sat there like, what the fuck just yeah. happened? You know, like a game, they broke down so many barriers from a narrative standpoint for a video game. They set the new bar for it, which they lifted again with the Last of Us part two. But the first game, like, I just remember, I don't know if, I don't know if you've read it yourself, but if any listeners have read the book, The Road, um, obviously there's a film about it, but it's not as bleak as the book. The book is literally, you can see it, you know, the direct, Neil Druckmann, the director of The Last of Us talk, talks about how The Road is such a big influence on that game. And I yeah. highly recommend people, if they like The Last of Us or they want to read something so messed up, and just powerless, you know, to like avoid when you know, oh my God, you got to read the road, right? And it felt like, obviously I've read that. So obviously it felt like, oh my God, this is like, I can see it in this, I can see it in this, but it was in video game form. And the story was great as well. It was just so simplistic. It was just literally, she's been bit, get her here. We can make a cure. But as always, they haven't told him the whole story, you know, mm -hmm. and things like that. And just the journey. But it, you know what it was? It what really, like, kind of made you take notice. It wasn't just the clickers. It was how humans were. Because that's exactly what would happen yeah. in the real world. 
humans would turn into like they, they would form gangs and cliques they would become burglars they'll become murderers and rapists and things like that you know and the game was nuancing itself it was some areas it was going full-blown in some areas it was just leaving it up to the gamer and their imagination is to think what would have happened you know um but what what was your thoughts on joel and ellie as characters joel my <laughs> darling joel this is why this is why right i i didn't hate the second one but i if i did i would hate it because of joel mm-hmm. um and that you know it was just as soon as on the second one you found out that joel was dead that was it for me like i just couldn't I don't know he's just so wonderful right and Ellie she's just that I think what it was as well and the first one was just that innocence of a, a little girl going through all of that and having to witness all of these things and having to adapt to such a an awful circumstance it was great to see her develop into such a, a strong character in the second one but having that dynamic of such a, a strong man with a, such a tiny little vulnerable girl um, and him teaching her all of these things, it speaks volumes to what it is like in a world, like you said, with like such horrible people, as well as these otherworldly creatures trying to bite you, you know? Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I, I look at when I look at The Last of Us three games, obviously, I'm talking about the little DLC left behind. It really shows her innocence in that, you know, and then you've got The Last of Us game where he's empty and he finds closure from his daughter's death with looking after Ellie throughout the game and then obviously you go to the second game but see that's what I love about the second game because it's not it's I don't feel like it's a part two it's like an extension of number one you know like all the like people always say oh I I didn't like the ending of the last of us one I was like that's one of the greatest endings in video games it ends on a lie so yeah. he's a bad guy. He's actually just killed all these people who were just trying to find the cure for himself. You know, he's and he's lied about it, you know, and it's just like, what? Yeah. But the, I don't know what it is. It's something about like the, the, the beauty of the ending of The Last of Us 2 with Ellie and Joel and the way there you I, I went through that whole game of like thinking to myself, oh my God, Joel and Ellie from the whole of Last of Us Part One, they've gone the whole of the Last of Us Part Two. They everything ended on a sour note, and then you, when she finally overcomes and releases that anger and lets go of it, you get what finally happened between the two. And I was just like, "Who's cutting onions? Who's cutting onions? <laughs> like, whoa, what's going on here? Like, it's crazy." But the first game, I mean, do you remember any moments in particular that you were just like, "Wow." Besides, obviously, the first 15 minutes. Oh, my goodness. It was, yeah, I mean, the beginning, really. I mean, there was a lot of walking and, you know, I don't I don't even know. I think just, like, finding, no, I think it was definitely the first part, to be honest. That, that mm. part broke my heart. But then, yeah, yeah, definitely the first part, actually. Yeah, and yeah. I think I... that, you know, like you show me actually how that was all acted out and everything and how it was even mm. devastating for those actors to even play that out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And again, the performances of them, you know, to have 
Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, they they put so much into Joel and Ellie, you know, and that relationship, Mm. you could really see it on the screen. And if you haven't seen it, guys, um, the making of documentary for The Last of Us, you can find it. It's so good just to see how much went into those performances as well. And you realize that it's a lot more than just a video game and why motion capture is so important for games these days. But I mean, are you going to be playing? I mean, The Last of Us is the part one. Anyway, you've got the remake of the game coming out in three weeks, which is visually stunning. You know, PS5 graphics now, bigger improvements. So the game is going to be more like heartbreaking for people as they play it. But you have the HBO series coming early 2023. <gasps> are you excited about that? Pedro Pascal so as Joel. I'm excited about this. I've been telling everybody anyway how, like, I love games that you can just watch and immerse yourself in. So imagine this with real people. Oh, I, I, I can't wait. I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing. And I know Absolutely. that so many people are excited about it as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, but... Wow, what a list! You know, I was I usually be like, yeah, it's really a di- diverse list. No, there was a theme running down yours. There was definitely a theme. There's a lot. I think the one thing we said there's a lot of blood and a lot of murder in your list. You know, I think every single game has it. You know, even beyond <laughs> Two Souls has it. But we really appreciate the time. Obviously, you took to come out and obviously do this list. It's something the listeners have been craving for. They've been listening to you for weeks and weeks and months and months now, and. Yeah, I may have dropped the top five list too early for people to be like, oh, where is it? Where is it? But now you can stop emailing and stop asking. It's here. (laughs) It's available for everybody as well. Um, Is there anything you want to say to the listeners before we wrap up? Because obviously all they ever hear from you is about Patreon or um, what was it? Philip's One Blade or, you know... (laughs) No, I mean, thank you guys so much. And I feel like if you appreciate, you know, these horror tragedy style move, like I was going to say movies then, I'm, I'm thinking about movies too much now, games as much as I do, let me know which one is your favourite out of the five. I really would be interested to know. Is it The Last of Us? Outlast is just, I mean, if it's, yeah. Mm, yeah, definitely. let me know. Let me know your favourite. all right well you heard that there listeners okay i'll put a poll up and then you guys can answer and i can get that back and then obviously i mean we'll be able to see really they chose that over that i will be judging yeah i'll be judging so make sure it's a good one (laughs) excellent okay well thank you very much for joining us on this week's show and we will be back with another top five soon and i promise to get mine done eventually when i can just be bothered to do it i just can't um (laughs) but thank you very much and good night everybody Good night.